record. Ah! Hello. Hello. What's your name? My name is Linda, or Miss Kapow, ah. and today's date is June 21st, 2020. Happy Father's Day. Hug them if you have them. Mm-hmm. Hug them if you have them. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to everyone who is a papa. And if you're not a papa, still happy Father's Day because, hey, just have a happy day. What the heck, man? Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Man, you're putting your hair in a bun like a holiness. <laughs> you're like a Pentecostal holiness, man. Yeah, right. You wear high heels? I bet you don't wear... I bet you wear high heels with those long dresses. No makeup. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Can I be holiness with this kind of beard? I or think is this you too can. Much? I should because Aaron had a beard and the oil, you know. You look like a Miss Jew. I can't wear Jew. this kind of stuff. I look like a Jewish man. I do. Did you hear me? Uh Uh-uh. I said you look like a Messianic Jew. A Messianic Jew, not a Masonic Jew, a Messianic Jew. Wow. Wow. Well, today, folks, Revelation 10. What do you mean? 10. Revelation 10. Deca. Huh? Deca. Deca. It is called, well, we're calling it, no more delay. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we do that is because the angel is holding that little book, you know, and he's like, no more delay. Time is up. It has to do with, uh, was it 611, where the ma- martyrs were under the altar? Yeah. Saying, asking the Lord, when, when will you avenge us? When are you going to avenge us? Yeah, like we said, there's so many different viewpoints and ways to look at the book of revelation it's 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 inexhaustible you know there's so Mm -hmm. many opinions and there's good scholarship and there's bad scholarship and there's you know it's it's everywhere we're kind of taking the approach based on the seven letters from jesus christ in the beginning that what we're talking about is stuff that uh, happens throughout history and then it culminates. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at the the martyrs, I mean, I have no doubt believing they're they're real martyrs or people oh, who really killed for the gospel of Christ. Oh, definitely. You know, and I, I don't want to make light of that, but I also want to make sure that you understand that as biblical Christians, we also live in persecution. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, there's not somebody knocking on your front door right now, trying to take your Bible, but but you're, you're fighting against your flesh. You're fighting against the 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 world and the devil yeah and you'll find as a christian you'll you won't get published you won't get um you know promoted as mm-hmm. you know as easy unless you're one of the the boys of the world you'll find other things like that you'll find uh, sometimes you'll find out and out persecution from your family mm-hmm. or friends co-workers neighbors you know because of your beliefs also so you don't have to have your head cut off uh, you you will be pressured. It's not um, it's not an easy easy life. Uh, Christianity. It's well worth it because uh, of eternity. You got to become eternally minded and realize what God the Father did for you through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. giving you the grace and the opportunity to be reconciled to God the Father. And when you realize that, that you can be reconciled. And then at the end of the day, there's eternity. It will all be up with the Father uh, in eternity. And all this stuff down here on earth, this prison planet, this sorrowful world, it's all over. All the pain, all the sickness, 
yeah, all the, all the all my icky back to my finances to my my son is off the rails. Uh, anything you can name it, will be over. And, Thank you, um, Jesus. Yeah, we'll be Thank over. So, when you first become a Christian, you know your, your eternal mindset isn't there yet. You know, you're just outside of, hey, I don't want to go to hell, I'm going to go to heaven type of thing. But as you mature in the Lord, you really start to appreciate uh, the the eternal mindset. Right, Mr. Mm. Powell? Amen. So Revelation 10, this we're going to talk about. Uh, no more delay. All right, so hopefully you've been following us through these other series. Um, we have done a podcast on chapter 1, and I think we started the Kapow Cams on chapter 2. Um, because that's it was just something we started doing. So I know we don't have one on chapter one, but we do have a podcast or a kapow cam on chapter two and further. So to explain myself, Kapow Radio Show is a podcast on iTunes and everywhere else you want to listen to it. And at the same time that we do the show, we are now recording Miss Kapow and myself, Brother Kapow, and we call it the Kapow Cam. Mm-hmm. And then we put this up on YouTube on our Fifth Hook Media YouTube channel, Fifth Hook Media. Yep. And we have a, um, a playlist, and it's all the Kapow Cam videos right there. So you can listen to all the, the teaching right there. Mm-hmm. Prior to the Kapow Cam, the podcast was automatically loaded up to YouTube, and it's just a screenshot of whatever, transistor radio or Kapow or something like that. Oh, it's, it's a screenshot of Kapow in the cup, a cup of Kapow. And it's it's the podcast, but you're sitting there, you're not watching a video, you're listening to a podcast on a video platform, which I hate. But that's the way it has been. But because I'm gonna watch a video, I wanna watch a video, Ms. Kapow. If I wanna watch a movie, I wanna see animation. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. If I wanna read a book, I wanna read a book. Mm-hmm. Don't get me going. I won't. And you are animated. I am animated. <laughs> ah! Right? Uh, what else? What else? What else? I think that's it. So let's get to a screen share. And we use uh, Keynote, Keynote, and we are going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, let's see if this will work here. <laughs> that's fine. I'm going to use it like this, I think. I think that's perfect. Uh, because if I try to do something, can you still see? Yeah, you still can see that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. You can see that. But you don't, but it doesn't look big, does it? No, it doesn't. And then the 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 one on the right, the font is a lot smaller. Okay, so if I do this, bam, how's that? I, th- I think that's better. Yeah, here we go. That's everything. Yeah. I am so smart, Miss Bang. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I'll move your little face over here so I can see your little face, your pretty little face, mm-hmm. right? All Look right. at your little pretty face. Okay. Okay, Revelation chapter 10, no more delays. Mm-hmm. No more delays. So what we've done is the book of Revelation, as you all know, is not very easy to understand. No, and then we don't, elaborate or we don't discuss things that we're not sure of yeah uh, really not that we're a hundred percent sure of this stuff either but <laughs> at least it this makes sense to us now 
Yeah. At this present time. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about, uh, you know, like last week we talked about the locusts. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, those are Apache helicopters. And we don't have the technology. I'm not, that's all speculation. And you've got to ISO Jesus to make that stuff happen. Uh, as you all know, you guys, you guys all know me. I'm not a big third temple guy. I don't believe in a big third temple. I don't believe in, a, in a one antichrist sitting in the temple. I just don't believe that's what the scriptures say. But that's me. There's many people much, much brighter than me with much more schooling that do. So it's just, we all just kind of go through what we, we can. How Ms. Kapow and I are approaching Revelation is really through the letters that Jesus Christ dictated to those churches in Asia Minor. We don't look at them as just historical letters and that's it. We also don't look at them as just letters that go through phases throughout history but that it applies to all the churches at all times through all histories. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things Jesus kept on saying, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. It's everybody that can hear, let them understand what I'm saying to these particular churches. It applies to you too. Right. And so a lot of times when you're looking at the martyrs and looking at what's going on in heaven, um, you have a general sense of, uh, like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, what's happening in general historically throughout history. But as it culminates, you see it getting more and more intense. And that's what we got here with the with the with that seventh seal broke that introduces that seventh trumpet. But we have, we have taken a couple of side trips in Revelation. Just the way it's written, just the way it is, there's side trips. And mm-hmm. one of them was the sealing of the people of God before God's judgment. And that's a beautiful chapter, chapter seven, mm-hmm. because that shows you without a doubt, as the rest of the Bible thus declares, we who are born again are sealed, guaranteed with the Holy Spirit. That's our guarantee of redemption, are sealed by God the Father against his wrath. We are not appointed to wrath. Mm -hmm. We have testings, we have provings, we have trials, we have tribulations down here. That's what grows us. That's what gives us character. (coughs) Yes, it gives us character. It it, uh, grows us where we're we're actually enduring our patience. Yes. You know, as we wait on the Lord, as we pray, as we keep um, practicing the word, we're actually, and every time we... And we do because we're victorious in Christ. We go from one um, t- um, trial after another. Then we continue to grow and to grow and to become more like Christ Jesus, and um, and that um, strengthens our endurance, which is important. Yeah, because the whole goal for for God, the Father, is that we become Christ-like. We become like His Son Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're never going to do that here on earth. But that's our goal. That's what we strive to do. And that's what the Apostle Paul was talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you you live it, You live in Christ. You walk in the Spirit. You do the best you can to yield to the Spirit. Listen to the Lord. Exercise discernment and the gifts. Love one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, realizing, though, because we're flesh, we're in these flesh suits, we're going to have sickness. We're going to have disease. We're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. We're going to have provings. And we're also going to sin. And um, 
we don't want to willingly sin and we don't want to live in that sin nature. Mm-hmm. And we want to overcome that through the power of Christ. But we have to understand that when you get saved and you, you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you are sealed with the very Spirit of God. You are the temple that He's indwelling. And you're guaranteed. That's His guarantee. That's He purchased you. You don't belong to yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Amen. Amen. So I hope that kind of explains it. Good night. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I don't know how many minutes I'm into the show, but uh, here we go. You know, let's see. So what we have here, and chapter ten is a very short chapter. Yes, it's very short. It's very short. Um, so Miss Kapow, go ahead and give them the reading of the Word of God. Okay, Revelation ten one. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun, and his feet were like the pillars of fire. And in his hand was a small scroll that had been opened. He stood with his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he gave a great shout like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders answered. When the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Keep secret what the seven thunders said, and do not write it down. Then the angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand toward heaven. He swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and everything in them, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said there will be no more delay. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice from heaven spoke to me again. Go and take the open scroll from the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be sweet as honey in your mouth, but it will turn sour in your stomach. So I took the small scroll from the hand of the angel and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. Thank you. And that ends chapter 10. And then when it goes into chapter 11, it talks about the three witnesses. And it, we're still on a side trip prior to the seventh trumpet being blown. Once that mm-hmm. seventh trumpet is blown, literally all hell busts loose. And then um, what, I'm, what, I, what I'm anticipating is the rest of the book of Revelation is now going to get into great detail mm-hmm. on that seventh trumpet. So this little side trip here is explaining... Uh, the Gospel of God, the the little book, the angel, and John. And we're going to explain that in much more detail uh, here. But that was the wording of the Lord. That's where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go with it, I'm going to give a gratuitous commercial uh, because I can. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind everybody, fifthhookmedia.com. Unfortunately, when you, when you type in our webpage on on an iPhone or a pad or a a phone, a mobile device. Years ago, I I had purchased uh, some, uh, like a mobile website. 
and it served its purpose for a while, but then I didn't like it. And so I got rid of it. But that address, you know, the m.fifthhookmedia.com for a mobile phone mm-hmm. is still there. You can still contact us and write to us and stuff, but it's not the best experience for the website. That's why I didn't like it, uh, unfortunately. So I know most people use their mobile devices to look at these websites. Ours sucks. If you do do that, you scroll in the bottom, it says um, view as desktop. And then you'll see the real experience that I'd like you to have. Of course, if you're on your computer or whatever, look at the desktop version. But if you're on a mobile device, just scroll down and view as desktop. And you'll 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 see that we have we have music on there by Mesquite Cafe, songs that I've written and, and Linda's singing on, and we're we do things together. And with the new big thing we're doing now is like choirs. We're trying to do choir music <laughs> <laughs> and hymn, old hymns and things like that, bring them bring them back because they're crazy like that and well, um, and they're so biblical they're biblical they're biblical songs you know what i mean you know the older ones i'm not yeah. talking about the recent ones but they're real old they're ones. doctrine and that's what we like and so mm-hmm. we like singing praises to the lord things like that and that's what we're working on now so we have um you know mesquite cafe on there some music a lot a lot of, a lot of stuff. every video from mesquite cafe is on there uh these kapow cam videos are on there too you can watch everyone Right from fifthhookmedia.com, you can listen. You can listen to all the podcasts right there too. There's a podcast player right on there. Uh, we have books. Uh, this one is "Demons in My Marriage Bed." It's one of six six books I think we have now. Six. Mm-hmm. I sometimes I forget because I combined a couple of them. But anyway, this is a flagship book. This is our testimony. The first half of it is our testimony and all the crap we went through. To get to where we're at today, why we're doing Kapow Cam videos. And uh, the second part is actually like a spiritual warfare manual that uh, worked well for us uh, back then. And I think for 99.9% of the situations people get into, it would probably work, mm-hmm. right? These, these uh, things. Um, but as usual, God is always in control. So don't think you can just magically manipulate God on anything. And that includes deliverance you know mm-hmm. god is in control god is a sovereign god anyway so and he's fifth, the one that does the deliverance exactly i mean so, he uses his uh people but it's his power his spirit that does it yeah and there's a lot of people out there that get paid money to to do deliverance mm-hmm. we paid uh, we paid uh, someone at least once uh to 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 help us out and stuff like that and they do their magic potion and then they're off and running, man. They don't follow up. They don't, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you got to be careful and uh, you want to stay biblically sound. And, uh, and this this book is like that, right? Right. It really is. Uh, so anyway, when you get a chance, go to fifthhookmedia.com. The other website we have is kapowradioshow.com. It's the same thing. Go look at the desktop version because the mobile version sucketh. Mm-hmm. kapowradioshow.com very simple but it, it has the podcast player on there and then every video also I just thought I would let you all know next next <laughs> a little side trip Miss Kapow here we go just as an episode was introduced between the 6th and 7th seal if you remember that so this one has a little side trip also And that side trip encompasses Revelation chapter 10, verse 1, and it goes to 
chapter 11, verse 14. After verse 14, now the seventh trumpet is introduced. So this, this period of space between chapter 10, verse 1, through verse 14 of chapter 11 is the side trip, all right? And if you remember the side trip we did between the six and seven seals was the sealing of the saints. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with the martyrs that are under the altar crying for vengeance against the inhabitants of the earth. And that includes you. you. You still have your head. You haven't had your head cut off, but you're a witness to Christ and you're suffering the persecution down here. You're, you're being persecuted by the Satan, the flesh, and the world. All right? Mm-hmm. After the sixth seal and introductory to the seventh trumpet, in Revelation eleven fifteen, and we'll get to that next week, which forms the grand consummation or the end of God's mysterious plan. When we get to verse 15 next week, this is the consummation of history. It's over. That's what I mean. The rest of Revelation is just going to get into great detail about what that is. Woo-hoo! Mm-hmm. All right? All right. You're not going to be here. You're not going to be here, right? Like our, like our good friend, uh, Pastor Tucker, used to say, you're not going to be here. Mm-hmm. He'd preach all this stuff all the time, and he'd say, you're not going to be here. <laughs> you don't need to worry about it. You're not going to be here. But you need to know what's going on. Uh, Revelation 1.14 says, Ms. Kapow. 11.14. 11.14. It says, the second terror is past, but look, the third terror is coming quickly. And if you remember last week, we stopped at the two woes, the two terrors. So the third one is going to come next week after verse 14. Does that make, is that clear? Mm-hmm. Kind of clear? All right. Those on the podcast, I hope you're, you could follow along. If you're watching it, we have the keynote presentation up there and you can see everything. Uh, Revelation eleven fifteen says, The seventh trumpet brings the third terror. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Amen. That's, that's what we need. That's, that's what we need. A kingdom of justice and mercy and righteousness and... Peace and joy. Peace and joy. Get rid of the, um, the usurper here. This, the serpent who, who ripped us off, who ripped off humanity in a garden of Eden, and we've been living under his nonsense for six, 7,000 years now. Right? Mm-hmm. So Revelation 6, 11, plainly referred to here in Revelation 10, 6. So I'm going to read Revelation 6, 11. It says, Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. And Revelation 10:6 says, He swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and everything in them, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said, there will be no more delay. And that's why we entitled this, There Will Be No More Delay. He swears an oath on God, on heaven, everything in it, says there'll be no more delay. 
There'll be no delay for what? Well, chapter 611, you have the martyrs saying, how long, O Lord, before you avenge our blood on the inhabitants of the, on the earth? These wicked people, the wickedness on the earth. God says, rest a little longer until the full number, until. Here you have, right now, in chapter 10, 6, you have, there will be no more delay. The until is over mm-hmm. here, all right? In 611, the martyrs cried to be avenged. They were told they must rest for a little season or time. And here they are assured there's no longer any more interval of time. So their prayer shall have no longer to wait. But in Revelation 10, 7, at the trumpet sounding of the seventh angel, it shall be consummated. And the mystery of God, that's his whole mighty plan from beginning to end, that was that was hidden here before. The mystery. It's a mystery. It's then going to be revealed and it's going to be finished. Who? Who am I to say? Right, Ms. Kapow? Right. Revelation 10, 7 says, Ms. Kapow. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants, the prophets. So that's the goal here. That's what we're looking for. No more delay. And we're looking at this. So we're going to look at the little scroll in a little more detail. And, and you know, and that's, you know, th- this is my thought. Because Revelation is such a mysterious book because mm-hmm. of all the symbolism and you don't really know the sequence of everything. Um, but I, I, my belief is that uh, the closer we get to the end more of that book is going to be revealed to his prophets and servants. I agree with you. It, um, yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's, we get to that point where it, it starts to make more and more sense because it's like what Paul says, you know, you're looking through a glass darkly, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't quite um, understand things. And, I, and I, that's why I don't, you know, I... There's so many interpretations of Revelation. There's so many, like I said, much brighter people than I could ever imagine being. More schooled, more more sound, have different viewpoints. You know, um, it, it's it's not because we're all whack and we're all crazy. It's because we don't have the full. It's a mystery of God. These are secrets that God has to reveal to yeah. us. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, you know, we're just not going to know it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So I'm going to go back to screen share and share a screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, here we go. We don't want that one. We want this one. Um, are we sharing? Yeah. But it's the side-to-side slide. Now we're sharing the big one, right? Yes. Nice. Okay. It says here, the little open book is given to John by the angel with a charge that he must prophesy again concerning peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. And this tells me also that John did not die on the island of Patmos. No, no, because he had, he had a, yeah. He had to continue his his work. 
which prophecy, as it appears from Revelation 11, 15 through 19, affects those peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. So so I want the listener on the podcast and the viewer on the Kapow Cam to understand. Remember we're saying we're taking a a side trip all the way to chapter 11, verse 14. Mm -hmm. So from verses 15 through 19 on chapter 11, appears to be talking about those peoples, those nations, those tongues and kings that the angel was talking about to John saying, you must prophesy again concerning these peoples, these nations, these tongues and kings. Mm-hmm. So this is that prophecy. And Ms. Kapow is going to read it in Revelation eleven fifteen through 19. And this is what it says. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of, a, of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. The 24 elders sitting on their thrones before God fell with their faces to the ground and worshiped him. And they said, we give thanks to you, Lord God, the Almighty, the one who is and who always was, for now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were filled with wrath, and now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people, and all who fear your name, from the least to the greatest. It is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Then in heaven the temple of God was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen inside the temple. Lightning flashed, thunder crashed and roared, and there was an earthquake and a terrible hailstorm. And see, by John writing these things down in the book of Revelation, by it being in our Bible, by us even today talking about it, by putting up Kapow Cams and, and podcasts, Kapow Radio Show podcasts, the, the Apostle John is in fact still telling every kingdom, nation, king, people these, these things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, too, when it says up here, we give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the Almighty, the one who is and who always was, but it doesn't say and will always be because hmm. now his reign has begun and it will never end. But they don't. <sighs> but it doesn't say that in there. That is a Do great, you see that? That's a great observation. I've never seen that before. Wow. That is a great observation. I like it. And you're right. You're right. He was and is, but at this point, the kingdoms are about to become all of his. He's going to hand it over to the Father. So that's the prophecy to the to the nations. Mm-hmm. Good job, Mr. Powell. Here's some additional scriptures. I'm going to go. They're going to dive a little deeper into all this, and you can see in the Old Testament some in the New Testament, how this relates. And it's, it's, it's interpreting the Bible with the Bible the best as you can. Mm-hmm. And there, therefore, you, uh, you avoid a lot of speculation, right. a lot of left-behind type of speculation, and, and stay with the intent of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Revelation 10.3, which reads, And cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roars, and when he had cried, seven thunders 
uttered their voices. And that was the angel. And Jeremiah 25, 30 says, Therefore prophesy thou against them all these words, and say unto them, and this is God speaking to Jeremiah, mm -hmm. The Lord shall roar from on high and utter his voice from his holy habitation. He shall mightily roar upon his habitation. He shall give a shout as they that tread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth. That is, to me, that is just so right on. It's um, in Jeremiah 25, 30. It's like, it's the same thing. It's the same theme. spirit, same theme that God was telling Jeremiah, his prophet, just as this angel of God, this, this minister of God, this messenger of God is telling John in Revelation 10, 3. And it's the same voice. It's like a roaring lion. Um, it's the same thing. It's just, it's, it is quite amazing. And so you can kind of go back to Jeremiah and see what was going on uh, at the Babylonian takeover, mm -hmm. the fall of Jerusalem in, in the Bab the, with, by the Babylonians, and, you, and see how it relates, um, not only to AD 70 with the Romans destroying Jerusalem and the temple, but also or the future consummation. Okie dokie. Revelation 10.4 says, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. Deuteronomy 29.29 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our sons forever, that we may observe all the words of this law. Daniel 2.22 says, It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. And then Luke 8, 17 says, For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Those are excellent scriptures. Miss Kapow finds all these scriptures. She, she's, she fleshes everything out. I give a skeleton, and then she, gets, she builds on it. She puts the <laughs> muscle and the skin and the sinew and it makes it makes mm. it animate the lord helps the lord <laughs> but uh, she does she has that that gift and these are beautiful scriptures because that's mm. just what we're talking about the mystery of god and how you know we can't understand it and as, as time goes on as things are revealed the book of revelation is going to make more sense Mm -hmm. You think these things are going to go, oh, I get that. You know, I, I don't know what the locust army is. You know, I mean, I know they're demonic. But, you know, I don't understand the hair with women, the teeth. the I don't understand that. But I do know this. This world right now is full of demonic locusts everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they are tormenting people badly. I do know that. So I may not understand all the nuances and stuff. But I do know I can see these things happening, mm -hmm. right? I can see the destruction, and so these these scriptures here, these references here, it's it just tells you that there, there are secret things, there are mysteries of God that are not just fully revealed right now, and they mm -hmm. will be as time goes by. That's right. so, so we just have to do our job, and that's whatever He tells us to do when He tells us to do it. Revelation ten six. By him that lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are, that therein are, and the earth and the things therein are, and the sea and all the things which are therein. Exodus. <laughs> that's Exodus. crazy. That, that's King James, isn't it? Yeah. 
there's a lot of R and R that are in that are they're in there they're in R. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, why it messed me up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Exodus fifteen eighteen. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. John one three says, "All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made." Yeah. So, getting getting by the old English of King James. Uh, in Revelation 10 to 6, talking about God, he's swearing, he's swearing to no other name higher. The angel is swearing to no other name higher. That's God. And that's God who lives forever and ever. He created heaven, everything that's in heaven, everything that's in earth, everything that's under the it, therein, and in the sea. Everything therein was created by God. And I love the one in John that says, All things were made by him, and without him, Nothing was made. made. There's some Pauline epistles too that say the same thing. Oh, good night. Yeah, Romans. Yeah. Romans one is filled yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. He is uh, our Creator, God. Amen. And He created us new creations. Yes. Through Christ Jesus, we're, we're created. We're still creatures, but we're we're created in the image of God the Father. Yeah. Reconcile now. So you, you become the way you, you, spiritually, the way you were in the garden, the way he views you. Mm-hmm. So we get past this this tribulation prison planet. Uh, we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. Revelation 10, 7. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants, the prophets. Mm. And Amos 3, 7 says, Surely... The Lord God does nothing unless he reveals a secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. I love that scripture. Isn't that great? I love that one. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals it to his trusted prophets. And, of course, an Old Testament prophet, and John the Baptist being a prophet Mm -hmm. also, is is someone who speaks in behalf of God. It's not uh, predictive um, soothsaying. Right today, you have a lot of people call themselves prophets because oh, I had a dream and I'm prophesying, and um, those they're actually fortune tellers. Yeah, they're being clair, clairvoyant. Prophets speak in the name of God. Yeah, yeah, God. and so a lot of the stuff that you talked about future judgment or future things going to happen because that's what God was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no time with God, but the prophecy in itself to be a prophet is just one who speaks in behalf of God. That's why it was punishable by death. To say to be a false prophet, mm-hmm. because you were saying, uh, "I speak in behalf of God," and you were saying something falsely, uh, saying that He said it, and it was punishable by death. Yeah, yeah. it's a big thing. Uh, so that's a that's a beautiful scripture. I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that. And here's the other thing I want people to get while we're studying this book of Revelation. The thing I'm getting from it is the blessings out of it. Not mm-hmm. not so much the judgment and the terror and the destruction that's coming upon the world, though that's the theme, primarily you get it. But as a believer, you could read this stuff and go, gosh, there's a beauty in it. Mm -hmm. There's a blessing in it. There's a blessedness in the book of Revelation that I've never seen before. Like this. When when the trumpet blows, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. For a believer, that's huge. Yeah. It's everything that we've been waiting for. Yes. Just as it says, just as been announced by the prophets. So 
Yeah, for the world, for unbelievers, this is a horrible, horrible deal. It's the end of time. That's after God had given thousands and thousands of years of repentance, thousands and thousands of plagues and tribulations and trials upon this world to get them to repent from their idolatries and their whoredoms and their, you know what I mean? The rejection of the gospel. There you go, preaching again, Mr. Powell. Revelation 10, 9. Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. Ezekiel 3, 3 says, Son of man, he said to me, Eat and fill your stomach with this scroll I am giving you. So I ate, and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. Psalm 119, 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. See, the word of God is, is, is good, you know, especially to, to, for believers. You know, the, the, the gospel, the, uh, the good news, for those that believe, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, but the judgments of God that are also in his word bring bitterness to our stomach. Yeah, it, like this This Ezekiel 3.3, I mean, obviously there's a biblical reference to this Ezekiel 3.3. It's, it's, it's almost verbatim that, that, that God says to Ezekiel, another prophet, just like the Apostle John was a prophet speaking on behalf of God. You know, eat, fill your stomach with this. And, and, and so he ate as sweet as honey. But if you read this chapter in mm-hmm. Ezekiel, you keep going, his stomach is It's bitter. lamentation. It's a funeral dirge. It's all this stuff that's coming down on Israel because of the rebellion. Um, and it's horrible. And it would make you sick to your stomach, absolutely mm-hmm. sick to your stomach. Right? And, of course, Psalms here, the, the words of God taste sweet, honey in the mouth. But these judgments uh, upon the world and upon, you know, even like Israel and stuff in the day, they're very, very hard to... To stomach, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right? Revelation ten eleven, thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Jeremiah twenty eight eight says, the prophets who were before me and before you, from ancient times, prophesied against many lands and against great kingdom. Of war and of clam- calamity and of pestilence. There you go. It's, <laughs> it really is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What God was telling Jeremiah, what God tells Ezekiel, what God tells Amos, what God tells John the Baptist, what God tells John the Revelator, uh, what God, you know, it's this, it's God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His message, his purpose never changes. And so John here in verse 11 told to prophesy again before many peoples, all the Gentiles, many peoples, kings, tongues, nations, everything. And what does that relate to? What is he prophesying? Well, Jeremiah gives you the clue. It, it interprets it. It says you're, you're prophesying against the lands, the great kingdoms. And what, are, what, is he, what is Jeremiah told to prophesy? He's prophesying of war, of calamity, and of pestilence, of COVID-19, of riotous behavior, and economic collapse, and who knows what's next. You know, I'm, I'm thinking um, Yellowstone's going to, uh, yeah. blow up <laughs> well in fact we had heard that this man that lives in yellowstone can actually hear the rumbling where he's never heard that kind of rumbling before yeah exactly so there is something going noises. on under the earth yeah um and boy if that thing blows 
Dear Lord. Yeah, half the station's going to be in a world of hurt, you know. Uh, but you won't be here, Mr. Powell. Like Reverend Tucker always said, hey, but you don't, you won't, you're not going to be here. Where will I be? You're going to be up in heaven. That's right. You'll be up in heaven trying to chase me around, but I'm going to be hiding behind the cloud. <laughs> oh, I'll find you. <laughs> I say, say, Peter, hide me. This woman, this woman be chasing me for 30 years. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hey, we did good on time. Mm. And um, the nice, nice, uh, Nice clip, and we like 50 minutes into it, so I think that's that's nice We're and good. solid. You have anything else to add? Any word of encouragement or anything like that? And this crazy, hey, it's crazy, folks, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy yeah. times. Well, we we're all here for each other, and right now we need the body of Christ more than ever. Yeah, and you know what we really need as a body of Christ? We need to. We need the gospel. We need the gospel message. We need what Christ has done for us and how we can live in the spirit, how we can um, realize his grace, Mm -hmm. accept his mercy, and combine those two for peace Mm -hmm. in this very troublous, troublous, is that a word? this this very difficult time that we're living in mm-hmm. for a lot of lot of folks and there's so much magic in the air there's so much mm, mm-hmm. bewitching good intelligent people are just believing all kinds of nonsense mm-hmm. just all kinds of lies they're just they're intelligent good nice people are just going haywire into church and out of the church. Mm-hmm. And so we need the gospel. We need the doctrines of Christ. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to stay with the foundational stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do. Because we need the body. But you're no good to me if you're out there talking all kinds of nonsense. If you're, if you're trying to talk all kinds of nonsense to me and you have your theories and you're this and that and what I don't it doesn't do me any good I'm in a I'm in a position of turmoil here mm-hmm. you know what I mean every day I'm looking at news Facebook lo- I just kind of stay local because I just look at what's going to happen here where I live and um it's horrifying. So I don't need Christians adding to that with stupidity. I need the gospel of Christ. And that's what we need to, to preach. We need to preach the gospel of Christ. And hopefully, Ms. Kapow and I did that today mm-hmm. in this Revelation study. Yeah. That we upheld the glory of Jesus Christ through his father, his father, who gave us his son. That's right. To reconcile us to himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got to get back to that constantly. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of encouragement I need. And we keep our eyes on the prize. That rhymes. <laughs> keep the eyes on the prize. Eagle eyes. And oh, what's the stupid. prize? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And run the good race, right? It's going to be over. Either you're going to die 
you're going to die or Yellowstone's going to go off or a great whale's going to fall from the sky. Or, or Christ is going to come. Christ, Christ is going to come. And, uh, and it, we're going to have eternity. So it's that eternal mindset. The gospel of Christ. Um, there are those who still need to hear the gospel because we don't know who is out there that needs that calling, okay? We don't know. So we need to continue to put it out. But as far as believers helping one another, we need to stick with the truths of Scripture at this point. We always did. And that's the failure of the church. Here I go. I'm going to start talking now, start preaching. That's the failure of the church. Because if you look at the church today, folks, they're whack. They're they whack. don't even preach the gospel anymore. No. Uh, yeah, two days ago, Miss Capel and I were surfing YouTube. I see some of the my. There's a few. And I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to tell you who they are. There's a few mega church guys that that I would listen to, especially last year. I'd listen to them uh, because I'll tell you why. The word of God does not return void. It doesn't matter what the vessel is. It's the word of God. So truth is truth, even if it's a money-grubbing megachurch pastor, mm-hmm. you know, within reason. You know what I mean? If he's, if he's preaching the truth, preaching the truth. And some of these guys had some very good sermons, especially on faith and dealing with trials and tribulations and getting through some things. And, and it, they were helpful for me at the time. Uh but the first thing I noticed what these guys are doing is when COVID hit, they're, they're sitting around talking about COVID all day. Mm-hmm. And they're not given the gospel. They're not pre- They're just talking about COVID. Second they're thing they're doing. they're asking for money. God, always asking for money. Mm-hmm. Their churches are closed down. So every time you watch them, they're just whining and complaining that they got to do everything online and they don't have anybody there. And, 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 and if you support a ministry and give me money, and, I, and it's just, it's annoying. And every sermon they do, they parlay it into the money tree. Mm-hmm. Now, the other day, I'm watching three out of the four, three out of the four guys, right? Or, you know, that I'm kind of familiar with. Mm-hmm. And um, they're on... Um, TBN. TBN. They're on a major Christian network. This is on YouTube. I don't watch TBN. I don't have it. I don't have TV. It's on YouTube. But they're on there. And you know what these guys are doing, man? These white men are are apologizing for being white guys. (laughs) You know, instead of preaching the gospel, they've just bought into this whole racism, this whole Black Lives Matter thing, this whole deal. And it has its place. Right, mm-hmm. but when you're a preacher of the gospel, that's not where you do it. And these guys are influencers, and they mm-hmm. influence hundreds and thousands of people. These are huge, huge megachurch pastors. These guys I'm talking about, and there was three of them. Two were on one channel. One was on his own channel, groveling, and it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting because there are hurting people out there, whether you're black, brown, green, or cream colored. People hurt, and what they need is the gospel of Christ. 
not socialism. I can get socialism from Fox News or CNN or anywhere else. I can't get Christ there. And I expect more from people who are religious leaders or Christians. But I'm not seeing that. So I am telling you, as a believer, when you have a chance to minister to somebody, minister the, the gospel, lo- the gospel the of Christ, the love of Christ, the agape of Christ, the message of Christ, mm-hmm. grace, mercy, and peace. Okay? Grace. You are saved by the grace of God through his son, Jesus Christ. He gives you mercy in this crazy trial probationary, alien-infested, demonized rock we live in, those two combined will give you peace because you know you're not a citizen of this place. You're a sojourner. You're visiting this planet, and you're going to go home. One way or another, you're going to go home, and you're going to live eternity, and then you're going to see the big picture of God's mysterious plan amen amen it's not sexy but it's true okay i'm done i'm exhausted i felt power go out of me (laughs) ciao babies good night